Here's the big question. How is it that most entrepreneurs hustle and are always busy and struggle to take just one step forward only to fall two steps back? They're dedicated, determined, and driven, but only a few finally break through and win. This show uncovers those quantum leap patterns of highly successful people so you can simply model what they do and apply to your future success. That's the question, and the answers are right here. My name is Brigitte Höfele, and this is the Success Patterns Show. And that is right. Welcome on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon. My name is Brigitte Höfele, CEO of the Center of NLP and the founder of the Success Patterns Movement. And boy, are you in for a treat today. We are here at the Success Patterns Show where we put the, the do in learn, do, teach. And can we agree as we're taking the success pattern show and kind of deciphering it, you know, success, can we agree that success is a rather interesting concept because it shapes its meaning within the individual success seeker or success doer or success experiencer, if that's even a word. It's not limited to a specific area. It can be business. It can be personal. It can be relationships. You can have success in any area in life that you want to focus on having success. Success is a unique concept. And within this show, we are giving you the scaffolding to build your own empire. And with the strategies that you're learning from our, our guest experts, you are able or we are able to decode those patterns through the what we're learning through our guest experts so you can then encode your own success today. It's rather simple when you know how to do it. So I sure hope that you have something to write with and something to write on because you want to take notes specifically today. And I, I know I like to say that, but honestly, every week we have an incredible guest expert. Um, as humans, we're hardwired for hands-on application, learning from a living teacher. Now, today I have a teacher and a preacher, and you're going to get to know who that is and what makes him a teacher and a preacher. Uh, we are grandmasters at work here because we not just talk the talk, but we walk the walk. And when I say we, I include myself in that. So today is all about um, learning from a service-based entrepreneur and from an incredible expert when it comes to branding. He, um, he, he is, he's, he's the epitome of uniqueness. He is, uh, if you ever want to, uh, learn more about impact and really feel it in the energy, you want to listen more to our guest expert today. He makes marketing, um, not just fun, but he knows the success patterns of branding and marketing and how to really showcase uh, your expertise and how to influence others with that. He's a highly accomplished brand strategist and president of the Jerry Foster Branding, a brand development and training company based in LA, hailed affectionately the branding evangelist. He is the creator of the Big Grant Formula, which shows 
service-based entrepreneurs how to create a big brand and a strong message that sells. Start, since starting his company full-time in 85, he has helped over 100,000 small businesses from over 600 different industries with their strategic branding. And if you want to excite, delight, and ignite your market to make it easier to get clients, he is your to-go-to person. So if you're not driving in a car right now and you are sitting down somewhere, I would highly encourage you stand on your feet and give a warm welcome. My guest expert, Terry Foster. Terry, so good to have you. Hey, Brigida. I tell you, I am hyena happy and peacock proud to be on this outstanding show. Yes, yes, you are. So you're known as the branding evangelist. Who gave you that name and how did you come to that name? Oh, my goodness. Well, in terms of my my family heritage on my father's side, my great great grandfather was a country preacher from Alabama. And on my mother's side, they were all educators, school teachers, principals and so so on and so forth. And so I blended the two where I'm able to do what? Preach and teach the big gospel of great branding. The big gospel of great branding. <laughs> Holy cow. Now, now I'm, I'm going to speak to the skepticism, right? Because one of my mentors back in the day said, when you speak to the, you got to speak to the skepticism before it speaks to you. Um, when people hear branding, they think, oh, He's going to make me a nice logo. <laughs> I know I hit a really tough point right there. So, so Jerry, are you the logo guy? I am not the logo guy because a brand is more than a logo. Brigida, no one's going to hire someone just because of their color scheme or their website or their, how their logo looks or how they sound on Clubhouse or look in Zoom and all that kind of stuff. Because nowadays, Brigida, you've got to give people a reason to choose you over other alternatives. And that requires a whole lot more than simply showing up with a certain image. And so what I do is I show service-based entrepreneurs, folks that have skills, talents, abilities, any kind of expertise, how to stand out and not blend in so that they are looked upon as being the best choice as well as the only choice. And that's done strategically in that visual. Yes. So you have been in this uh, profession for how long now, Jerry? Oh, my God. I've 37 years. I started my brand development and training company full-time in 1985. Yes, I like to tell people Jesus was wearing sandals. Dinosaurs <laughs> were roaming the earth. Okay. There was something called, hey, have you heard about the PC software? Oh, my goodness. And... <laughs> And, and before that, before that, I majored in branding and marketing, primarily marketing with deep study and branding at USC, two degrees, bachelor's degree, MBA degrees of honors, blah, 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 blah. And then I worked for Procter & Gamble. They wrote the book on branding. They're the number one branding company on the planet. And so I worked at P&G in the field of brand management, which is mainly about brand strategy to help grow some of their laundry brands. But here's the thing, Brigitte, I've never done anything but branding my entire life. I've made branding my life's work. I live and breathe branding. I love all things about branding. And to your point, there are a lot of people out there 
who say they do branding and then you find out they do logos and designs and pretty colors. And so in the branding universe that I orbit in, I'm regarded as a bona fide branding guy, the real deal. Now, when I think Jerry Foster and Jerry and I go way back, uh, we spoke on the same stages back, you know, back in the days. It wasn't 85, though. you know, you you you've created, as I said earlier, you created a formula, the big, the big brand formula, the big brand assessment. Mm. Yes, the big brand formula. We showed you how to create a big brand and a strong message that sells, so you can excite, delight, and ignite your market and make it a lot easier to get clients. And the thing that's really cool about that is that it showed you how to do it organically by going very deep in terms of making sure that a service-based entrepreneurs, I don't care if we're offering businesses to companies or businesses to consumers, you've got to know there's a system. There's a way that you've got to show up in the world today so that people see you as, like I said, the best choice and the smart choice. And so what my formula does, it takes the best of what the big branding companies do, like Procter, combined with the best in entrepreneurial branding and what I serve up is a step-by-step system, three steps, right? For the most part, some sub-steps involved so that people can truly put something out into the world that your target audience can fall in love with. Because the fact is, brands are a big deal, Brigida. Without the right branding blended with the right marketing, you're not going to be able to experience that ripple effect of saying the right things to the right people the right way so you can have what? A bigger splash of revenue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Boy, I I sure hope that you guys are writing this down because there's some real truth. There's some real, there's some real facts that are, that that Jerry's bringing to us. Now, Jerry, when you think of branding, we already established branding is 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 really not logo. That's just kind of colors and right. and and you know, uh, visual effects, if you will. But what what makes it a big brand? What makes it what makes you, what makes a brand stand out? It's, it's really noisy out there. Can we agree on that? It's very noisy. And here's the first the first thing that everyone has to recognize. We live in a brand conscious world. Today, people prefer to do business with a brand as opposed to simply a service provider or a product. In fact, number two is that there are no business empires in America, for example, without the dazzling, bold, brilliant branding. Think McDonald's, Oprah, Apple, Disney, Hilton, Tony Robbins, Dr. Phil, Rachel Ray. My point is that the list goes on because all of these giant Beloved mega brands started off as a small business created maybe by one person, two, maybe three, who decided that they wanted to put something out into the world that would make a difference because they see themselves as change makers. They see themselves as folks that really want to go out into the world and make the difference they want to make and make a contribution. And so when you're clear on who you are, so that you can help people, for example, achieve what they want to achieve and become who they want to become, then it's all about your brand. And so the first, the next decision someone has to make is that they want to put out a brand so they don't risk being bland. Ooh, yes. Well, I don't think we get any kind of blandness here within this show with Jerry being on. 
Now, if we look at, you know, some of the, you already mentioned some of the big, big brands and what they're known for and, and what they, I think, you know, as I learned from you, there's, there's so much that goes into a brand, a promise, a feeling, an emotion. What else goes into that? Oh my God. First off, while I do big branding work, I allow my clients, clients and students to define whatever big means to them. Because for some people, big means about making more money, getting more clients and on and on. But I have a lot of people where it's not so much about the money they want to make, it's more about impact. It's more about influence. And so when you're branding yourself around your identity, there's certain elements that have to be in place. The first one is, what is your brand purpose? Let people know the stand that you are to bring forth something for them that they never thought was possible so that people are inspired by you. And you can appreciate this, Brigitte, because of the work that you do. This is all about tapping into why are you on this planet? What have you immersed your life into that you can speak about through this vessel that you've been given called your brand so that people want to do business with you? And then next, you want to make sure you're putting something out into the world that is me only and not me too or me also. Oh, my God, Regita, you mentioned about the cluttered online marketplace. It's noisy. It's too many people. So if you think about it, how can you stand above? Well, the way that you can stand above is making sure that you're putting something out that allows you to do what? Stand out, get noticed, and be remembered so you can then be rewarded for your individuality. And so there's a key word right there, Regina. What is going to be your individuality, your identity? Who are you? And so on and so forth. I mean, I can get more into the details, but I don't want to turn this into a workshop. <laughs> I, I love it, though, because, you know, from the purpose. So there's so much more, right? Because, again, most people think it's a logo, but yeah. if you really lay if you really peel back the layers of the onion the purpose you know the the per the purpose for the for the brand the purpose for what people are getting out of it the identity of it right we're we're, we're literally if we're looking at it from a neurological levels point of view we're literally going through the neurological le neurological levels from purpose into identity into you know beliefs and values into the capabilities uh, into the behavior and then the environment. The environment is, is, is at the very last, but you started out with a purpose. Yes, yes. And, and that purpose now requires someone to, to, let's say, transform their services or product. Well, let's just focus on services for a moment. You've got to transform that into a brand that stands for something that people care about. Mm -hmm. See, one of the problems with so many service-based entrepreneurs is that they're, they're struggling to not just be another penguin in the flock. I mean, my goodness, they sound alike. So many are offering the same types of whatever, services and skills, that it's hard for their target audience to distinguish how they're different and better than other options. And so if the perception on the part of the buyer is that they see you as just another slice in the loaf, another carton of milk, another, you know, another piece of furniture, right? I mean, 
you've got to do everything that you can to do what? Give yourself an edge. And so the kind of work that I do is about working with people who dare to be different, which means that you are now making the strategic decision to be different, create something different, and build something different so you can create a vibe through your brand. And a lot of the work that I do is helping people find that vibe so that they are dancing and connecting with their market. And right now, to be honest, there are a whole lot of people out there who do not know what their unique value is. And they're the ones that end up not only blending into the, into the, into the background, their marketing is not working. They're not getting leads. They're not getting conversion. Their sales are stagnant. They got cash flow problems and on and on and on. And they think it's a marketing problem. No, it's probably more about your brand because your brand is what's going to fuel your growth. What, how much do you help people get clear on who they are in their own identity? Because at the end of the day, we hear this many times over. It is, it is not the, the product or the solution that you're providing. At the, really, at the end of the day, people are buying you. Yeah, yeah, they really are. I mean, you are your own brand. I mean, when I first started out, it wasn't easy for me, but despite my pedigree because I had not found a way to be unique. And when I realized that I had not found a way to be unique myself, I didn't make it easy for my market to discern what was different and special about me. And as a result of that, I made it so easy for prospects to pass me by or to get me to work for substandard fees. And so I had to make the decision that I was not going to allow someone to label me as being generic, to allow someone to commoditize my branding expertise. And so my advice for other entrepreneurs out there is to create success on your own terms, which, which means that you have to authentically get in touch with your greatness, affirm that greatness, step into it, and amplify your uniqueness so that you can have impact because of the influence of your expertise. Now, here's the deal. A lot of people don't know what that one thing is about them that truly makes them unique. Regina, I get people all the time, oh, Jared, there's other people who do what I do. How do I differentiate myself? We've all got similar experience and trainings and on and on and on. And I say, well, wait a minute, unless you have a twin, there's only one you. And so you have to be able to to get in touch with your own intrinsic value. And so going back to my story, when I got in touch with my uniqueness, it allowed me to find my spiritual calling, which mm -hmm. was to preach and teach the gospel of big branding. And out of that, the branding evangelist got born because it allowed me to express my authentic self. And so therefore the direction and the purpose of my life allowed my true self to show, which made my work and my life much more meaningful and joyful. But yes, I fully agree. And if you would not have the charisma and you would not be able to speak with such charisma, your whole brand would be out the window. Oh, absolutely. Oh, back in the day. Because it would be incongruent. Oh my God. 
I called myself back in the day a branding strategist because I thought that was the cool thing because that's my training, right? And then I started calling myself a branding coach and on and on and on. And all I was doing was allowing myself to, like I said, blend in and not stand out. And so here's the thing. Unless you're distinct, you risk being extinct. And I think what happens for so many entrepreneurs, service-based, is that they think that what makes them different is their resume, their credentials, their trainings, their certifications. Oh, you want to see my client list? And I go, listen, if you if you want to get clients, that's not the direction to go. If you want to tell somebody about all of that kind of stuff, tell your parents. Okay, all prospects <laughs> want to know. It, you know. All prospects really want to know is how are you different and why are you better? Yeah, and and that's what, and I love it because you bring it to the point, right? You, so it's it's not telling, it's being. It's a, yes. it's a it's a it's a way of being. Yes, but see your beingness often is tied into your zone of genius. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know what your zone of genius is, which is when you are serving your market, what allows you to shine the brightest? What allows you to sparkle? What allows you to radiate through your expertise so that your brand pivots on the one thing that you do that few others really know how to do, that only you can provide, and that takes you from me to or me only, oh, excuse me, me to or me also to me only. Because now you are looked upon as being an innovator and not an imitator. There's a whole lot of imitators out there. Oh, amen to that while we're at the topic. Yes. <laughs> what other than logo creation is your biggest pet peeve? that branding is not important. They don't see Tell it as a, correct. They don't see it as a must have. Instead, they see it as, well, that's nice to have. Now, here's the deal. When you're looking to scale, you have to adhere to what I call the golden triangle. So if someone drew a triangle on a sheet of paper, brand at the top, lower left-hand corner market, lower right-hand corner, the word sell. There's a sequence for scale. Brand market sell. You nail down your brand first, then you market and sell the heck out, heck out of it. It's like a three-legged stool. All three legs are important, but they have to work together. So the job of branding is to do what, Brigitte? To get you known. And then the job of marketing is to get you found and desire. And then the job of selling is to get you paid. And so if you want to get known, get found, and get paid, the branding and the marketing and the selling have to be integrated. So therefore, if you get someone out there who thinks, oh no, I, you know, I just need us, I need a funnel. No, I, I need an offer. No, I need, I gotta create a course. Yeah, that's the key. When you fall into that, to that hole, you're missing the whole point because it's gotta be anchored in who you are authentically to the world so that people see you as, like I said earlier, the only choice as opposed to simply another option. So, so marketing is not the holy grail. <laughs> okay. And Brigitte, I hear all the horror stories of people who have wasted thousands of dollars on what are called the shiny objects. Yep. And marketing people are very good at selling shiny objects because 
people end up buying stuff that they're not ready for yet. And so part of my reputation is they say, oh, Jerry Foster, he, he does the hard stuff. How do you set yourself apart? What are you willing to promise? What should your message be so that you speak to the heart and not the head? So that you're able is to it, sell the sizzle and not the steak. That's the kind of work I do. Is it the hard stuff or is it the important stuff? It's the important stuff because I make people eat their vegetables. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> this yes, message was brought to you by the brand master. <laughs> But see, but see, in that process, Brigitte, I got to raise the bar. Yes. See, too many people are playing small. My work is about big branding, what? Thinking big, dreaming big, being big, so you can have big as you define it. So therefore, I've got to raise their bar so they're forced to think creatively to break with and go against the status quo. So how about instead of following the crowd, you lead the crowd? Maybe it's time for some of the folks who are tuning in today to shuffle the deck, turn the tables in their favor, go from the shallow end of the pool to the deep end of the pool and get known for something that is so rare, perhaps, that speaks to your expertise in what it is that you do exceptionally well that makes you admired, trusted, and then you are paid for your brilliance. Can I get a witness? <laughs> Right? But Brigitta, think about it. Brigitta, see, oh my God, I'm getting excited here. Brigitta, this is the thing. You have to achieve what's called brand preference because people know brand A, brand B, right? And I, I love telling people, I don't cook. And so I started, I, I took cooking lessons during the pandemic, which was another conversation in itself. But I've become, <laughs> I've mastered takeout and delivery. And so when I want to get stuff delivered, I usually, I usually use Grubhub. There's nothing wrong with DoorDash. There's nothing wrong with Uber Eats and the rest of the crowd, but I prefer DoorDash. Some people prefer Coke over Pepsi, vice versa. Some people prefer Uber over, over, um, the other? Lyft. 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 Lyft, right? Okay, I had a bad experience with that. I don't like them anymore. But anyway, <laughs> my point is that you have, I have to tell you about it one day. You have to achieve brand preference. So how do you do that? You put something out into the world that your audience wants so badly, they'll do almost anything to get it. And that's why we have brand preference. And then you don't sell anymore. Then you're already something that's at everyone's fingertips. Yeah, now you're me, you're me also, me too. And brands like, I'll tell you what, brands like Nike and Starbucks have shown us that the products they offer are less important than the brands they market and sell. Because you are then, because when you're when you're truly branding yourself as a service-based entrepreneur, then there's an experience that is attached to your work, and you have to define that experience, which is a part of your beingness. But instead, if you're thinking about, well, I need to do this, no, you need to figure out who you are and build your brand around your unique value that people come to the conclusion that I'd be crazy not to work with. And then so it becomes create, a no-brainer. It becomes a no-brainer. I, I show people how to create mouth-watering brands. But you got to be willing to further up your game. Let go of thinking that it's just a logo, pretty colors in a website. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Jerry. 
I tell people this. I said, let's take Coke and Pepsi. I doubt that the Coca-Cola people prefer Coke because it's in a red can and the Pepsi people forgot it's in a blue can. It's what's inside the can that counts. So the question for everybody is, what's inside your can? <laughs> well, and, you know, speaking of Especially a personal brand. I could do a whole thing on personal brand, but go ahead. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. On the on the Coca-Cola side, you know, I live in Atlanta. We I've taken my girls to the Coke Museum, which we do not drink Coca-Cola. I do not appreciate the sugary drink. But what I do appreciate from an entrepreneurial and marketing point of view, I really appreciate their marketing efforts and what they are continuously doing to set themselves apart from everyone else. Absolutely. It's all about setting yourself apart by achieving what I call lucrative competitive separation, where you are distancing yourself in such a manner that there's nobody out there. You're swimming in what's called me only rarefied air, also called blue ocean market space, where you're where you're known for putting something out that's looked upon as being fresh, unique, and original. That then allows you to do what? Craft a brand that leverages who you are. So in my case, going back to my story, once the brand evangelist got born, because you brought this, you you, uh, you mentioned this point, it allowed me to do what? Harness my upbeat personality harness my inspirational message, harness my unique delivery of content rich teachings so that people can be who they're supposed to be, born to be and meant to be because of their brand. And you just said something very important. You're harnessing, you're not changing to something that everyone else is. Oh, as a branding strategist, you have to be professional and you have to dress a certain way and you have to behave a certain way and you have to wear your hair a certain way and you have to wear all of this stuff, right? But that means that you would be swimming in a red ocean. Yes, exactly. So you gotta nail down your own personal value and power. What makes you, more interesting, engaging, and compelling. So to your point, if you focus on that kind of stuff, you're boring, okay? You're plain vanilla. And we do not like boring. Oh, who wants boring? Who wants poor plain vanilla? Let's put some (laughs) chocolate sauce on it, some whipped creams, some toppings. That's (laughs) mouthwatering. And some sprinkles, please. And some some sprinkles, there you go. I can, so, I can I forget the sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, the sprinkles add the color. Jerry, out of all of the 37 plus years, can't believe it's that long. What is a reoccurring strategy that keeps showing up in your success? For me, I focus on wanting to help people. Uh, you know, I'm very, I'm very blessed that in my 30 plus years of doing private coaching, group coaching and the like, I have had the opportunity to work with the most wonderful people. And I do screen people, especially today, because I have a simple philosophy, which is I don't have time for grumpy people. And so there has to be that connection and that chemistry and that vibe that we were talking about. And I just love, you know, people ask me, Judy, how have you only done this all these years? And the main reason why is because of the people that I get to serve. Because as you know, Brigida, I have a servant's heart. 
you, you probably have heard me say that Dr. King once said, all of us cannot be famous, but all of us can be great because all of us can serve. All it takes is a soul full of love and a heart full of grace. And so I have a servant's heart and I consider it an honor when I get to work with these service-based entrepreneurs and the like. And I hold that at a very high level of gratitude and uh, being a giver and not a taker that people really, really love that about me. That's why they call me Uncle Jerry. <laughs> I'm like the well, wise old uncle. <laughs> I, I, am, I am so honored to be in your circle. I am so honored that our paths have crossed many, many years ago and continues to cross over and over and over. Yeah. And you know what, Brigitte, people just have to understand nothing is more important than your brand. Nothing. It's your reputation. It's the experience you're asking people to pay for. It's your legacy. Now for you, nothing else, do it for your children and the people who mean the most to you. I'm sorry. Now you brought something to us as a as a gift uh, how to create a brand in three easy and fun steps to distinguish yourself and attract clients in 60 days or less <laughs> exactly ah. yes oh my god that is a one-hour video mini course where there's about uh, nine videos seven to nine minutes each not too long an hour total where I take people through the nitty gritty of how to distinguish yourself so that you are what me only and not me too. So that you are looked upon as being an innovator and not an imitator. So that people see you as someone who can bring forth a solution or a better outcome or something possible that they never thought was possible until you came along with your expertise. And so I walked you through how to do that. That is a fun program. And it was done live. It was done live in front of a large audience. And so I'm giving that. That means we get your energy. Yes, they get my energy. And it includes a thousand dollars worth of free bonuses, which includes a one hour brainstorming session with, with me, just like this. On Zoom, right? Wow. What a, what a, yeah, I know. People should just <laughs> grab that. Oh my God, grab it because so, I love to serve. So here it is. It's at jerryfosterbranding.com slash captivate. That's where you're gonna get it. So do they download it, Jerry? Yes, yes. And when they when they go to the to the page, there's a video at the top. Watch that video, it explains everything that I offer in that program. Of course it does. So jerryfosterbranding.com slash captivate. And that is Jerry with a G. Jerryfosterbranding.com slash captivate. Oh my gosh, Jerry, we could talk literally for hours. Uh, it is, it is easy, it's easy, it's fun, it's entertaining, and I always learn. I always learn. And your attitude and your mindset and your energy is just absolutely beautiful. And it's contagious. And it's definitely worth catching. Um, I want to uh, invite everyone to get in touch with you. Jerry, how do people get in touch with you? Well, there's a couple of ways. One, of course, is to go to my website, jerryfosterbranding.com. That's one way. And I'll put out myself. I don't mind people texting me. I'm a texter. May I put it out myself? Yes, please. 
It's area code 310-382-6539. 310-382-6539. Send me a text and said you were on Brigitte's show. <laughs> and I'll text Holy you back. Cow. That's my private cell. Unheard of. Jerry Foster is giving out his private cell number. Guys, if you don't know this is real, now you know it's real. Get in touch with Jerry. Jerry, uh, absolutely amazing. Thank you for showing up in a big, big way. Thank you for being here. Please come back soon and let's do more of this. Oh, it would be my honor. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jerry. And guys, tune in again next week, same time, same place, Tuesday for the Success Pattern Show. Until then, ciao and bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Success Pattern Show at www.thesuccesspatternshow.com. My name is Brigitte Hufelet.